Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And what's today, Dory? It's product recall day. TGIF, motherfuckers. <laughs> TGIF. <laughs> today, we are bringing you another episode of Product Recall, which is a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its impact. And we are always open to suggestions for products to cover. If you want to reach us and let us know your thoughts, our voicemail and text number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. And for these episodes in particular, we are also listing all of our sources. We have links to videos, like extra bonus content. So do check out the website. There's some fun stuff on there. You can also follow us on Instagram at Fever 35 podcast and join the Fever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. You can also sign up for our newsletter at Fever 35 podcast.com slash newsletter and shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash Fever 35. Dory, what are we talking about today? Kate, this has been... I would say one of the most requested product recalls. And the funny thing is, I think the majority of the requests came in right after I had decided to do it. So it was like the listeners and I were on the same wavelength, the same apricot scented Mm. wavelength. Apricot scented, you say? Well, you know, to be fair, I don't even know if it really smelled of apricots. <laughs> but does it feel like the crumpled up seeds of an apricot on well, your it, face? It actually feels like the crumpled up seeds of a walnut, which we will get to. <laughs> but today, we are talking about St. Ives apricot scrub. 
This is a product that, wow, it had a hold on the youths of the 90s. And how? I mean, I was using this shit well into the 2000s, I think. Were you really? I think I was. I I, I remember having this a lot. Like this was like a, I feel like this was like a part of my skincare regimen for a while. For decades. Yeah, this is... Well, I mean, this was an exfoliant that I think a lot of us just used as a face wash every day. Yeah, I mean, St. Ives Apricot Scrub, for those of you who are not familiar, is a face scrub cleanser um, that St. Ives started making in the early 80s. And I would say by the mid-90s, it was in the bathroom of pretty much every middle school and high school girl in America. (laughs) I mean, that might be a slight exaggeration, but it was extremely popular. It was an exfoliant. So it was meant to like slough off the dead skin cells from your face and leave you with a radiant glowing complexion. Can I ask a question? Yes. Who who and what is St. Ives? Like what else do they make? Like what why why was this brand a brand that we were drawn to? Like who, who were they really in like the mountains of Switzerland or is, are they just like in a warehouse in like Delaware? Okay, Kate. I'm glad you asked. Because actually the origins of this company are right here in the greater Los Angeles area. Oh, so already they've been scamming us. <laughs> so as with so many of these products that we have recalled, their origins go back to a man. Mm-hmm. I regret to inform you <laughs> that this is no exception. There is a man named Gary H. Worth. Now, Gary is still alive. Really? Yes. I wasn't expecting that. And in 1971, he's 27 years old. He's working for his father's insurance company in Burbank, California. Okay. And he comes across a fragrance development firm. There are very few details about this. My assumption is that this is a company that literally develops fragrances and probably like private labels them, like makes fragrances for a variety of different companies. And Gary buys this company for what is reported to be a few thousand dollars, and he names it Fragrance Development. And then he later changes the name to Cosmetic Laboratories and establishes the headquarters in Chatsworth, California, which for those of you who are like maybe not familiar with the history of the porn industry. <laughs> oh, yes. Lots of it's in Chatsworth. Was like the headquarters of porn in <laughs> the heyday of, you know, at home VCR and DVD porn. Chatsworth is also deep in the San Fernando Valley, and it's really hot there. It's really hot there. So this is where this company, Cosmetic Laboratories, is established. 
1976, he also find he also has this partner named Robert Van Dyne, and he starts a company called Mill Creek Natural Products. And then in 1980, he and Robert, who I guess was also known as Bob, form another company. Not surprisingly, not surprisingly, known as the common (laughs) nickname for Robert Bob. Um, They form another company called Saint Ives. Wow. Okay. I'm rocked already. I really okay. thought this was like literally on a Swiss mountaintop. So according to an article I read from like the late 80s, they did have a small lab in Switzerland, but I've found no reference to this lab like anywhere else. I don't think it exists any longer. I think it's fair to say that the connection to Switzerland was tenuous at best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, as an aside, Bob Van Dyne uh, later buys a single engine plane and names it Spirit of St. Ives and flies it from New York to Paris. <laughs> and does he live? Like there wasn't anything. Oh, bad yeah, yeah. That he, he only died a couple years ago. Okay. Okay. So he was. He just was like enjoying life made off the backs of our. He was enjoying life. Yes, exactly. So the company, they merged St. Ives with Cosmetic Laboratories and in 1987. And then the company goes public. So, you know, presumably the two of them make a good bit of money at that point. Um, And by 1987, they had launched the St. Ives Apricot Scrub. I was unable to find anything about the origin story of this particular product. And believe me, I tried. But what I can tell you is that Gary and Bob very quickly found a niche in extremely inexpensive drugstore products that nonetheless had the sheen of uh, of being natural and botanical and Swiss. And this is something that they would lean into for years and years. And their products were always cheap, like like among the cheapest products at the drugstore. And that was distinctly part of their strategy. They did not do a ton of marketing or advertising. They believed that a lot of people came to the drugstore and then made their decision of what to buy at the drugstore. And they weren't like a huge, yeah, they, they, they didn't like run a ton of ads or anything. Um, what's kind of interesting though is, so they're launching a bunch of products at this time. Um, but they launched and most of them are like pretty successful, but in 1985, they try to go a little upscale. And 1985. Okay. Yes. 1985. They launched a new premium shampoo called pure and Mm. it like, totally bombs. Oh, okay. Okay. And it loses $3 million and they drop it a year later. And then a few years later, they make another, in 1989, they make another goof with shampoo. Actually, they had had, I don't know if you remember this, but you you used to be able to buy St. Ives shampoo and conditioner together as like a packet. Like it was a, you would buy them together and they came packaged together in like like kind of wrapped in like clear wrapping 
Sure. Does this ring a bell at I, all? Oh my god! Oh my god! I just googled the photos. <gasps> right? Oh okay. You, yes. And you know exactly what I'm talking about now. Like, doesn't that ring a bell? I, I, these photos are sending me. Right. Have, okay. Like, yeah, I've just been transported back in time. Yes, we okay. had, I had this. And it says on the package of the bottle, Swiss formula. Yes. No, Swiss. Yes, exactly. Swiss formula was something that they put on everything. Everything was a Swiss formula. So th- I just bring this up because um, in 1989, they decided to change the packaging so you couldn't see the product. And the sales like take a nosedive. And um, after like a few months, they have to change it back. But their sales, their overall sales plunge. And I, I just bring this up, these two examples, because I just want to emphasize that this was like a pretty small company. And, you know, one or two products could like make or break the company. Um, so they kind of had to be like really careful. Anyway, okay, so that's like a little bit of corporate background. Um, and I'll just I'll just bring up one other thing, which is that um, at the same time, they're still running cosmetic laboratories. So they're like they're also making products for companies that would theoretically be competitors. Like they make Nexus products. Oh my God, okay. And Nexus then invests in St. Ives as well. So I don't know. It's just like an interesting sort of, I think, glimpse into the the beauty product industry, I think. Um, okay. But I think very quickly, the apricot scrub becomes their, it seems like it becomes their biggest seller. They don't mm-hmm. break out the sales figures, but it is like the thing that is kind of always mentioned when they talk about this company. Now, they were not the only apricot facial scrub on the market. Really? Yes. Who else is out there making something like this? So why the obsession with apricot? That I do not know. So in 1981, Gillette introduces an apricot facial scrub called Apri, which is basically... The first four letters of apricot, but they add an A on the beginning. So it's Apri. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And for a while, Apri is like the biggest apricot facial scrub on the market. Like if you talk to women who are a few years older than us, they remember Apri. But I had never heard of Apri. And that is, because, that is because by the early 1990s, they had completely ceded to St. Ives. They had discontinued the Apri facial scrub as well as some other toiletries that they had launched. And they decided to just focus on razors and blades. So they were like, all right, we we give up. <laughs> you you win the apricot you market. Win. Um so I found uh, like a newspaper ad from November 1983. And they were like already leaning into the whole natural botanicals, blah, blah, blah. This was the description. They had four um, tubs of product in the in the ad. Cucumber refreshing toner, collagen elastin, essential moisturizer, creme cleanser with pure lemon, and apricot scrub with elderflower. And the description said, there has never been skincare quite so luxurious, so effective. St. Ives' new spa treatments 
combine fine herbs and botanicals with essential moisturizers or other rare ingredients for a whole new way of beauty in the Swiss spa tradition. Meanwhile, they're like here in the valley. Exactly. And, you know, they're selling this like very large tub of cleanser for $4. And actually, I found an ad later that it was even cheaper. Like, I found a 1991 CVS ad um, that was advertising the shampoo conditioner combo for $2.66. So, like, they were very, they were definitely very aggressive on price. Um, but it does seem to me like, and, and notice that the description doesn't bring up price, right? You see the prices on the ad, but you don't see, they're not in the description. It's not like, you know, buy our cheap products. It's like be yeah, transported yeah. to, you know, blah, blah, blah. The Alps. Be transported to the Alps. Um, all right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back. I'm going to play you a couple of their few commercials that they ran and you'll you'll see these themes come up again. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day-to-day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there, the overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist 
who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But... What I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like... My brother has the app, so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app, so she can add photos. My parents also have it, so they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts, I think, of the Aura Frame, is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about... Uh, we have two Aura Frames in our house. I have Ooh. one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And do my they kids have, love it. Do they have the same pictures on them? No, they have different pictures. <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one from my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in... children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've... Devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. 
That sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. All right, Kate. First of all, I want to play you this commercial, which was for their hair care. The ad itself is undated, but it looks very 90s. Okay. And I, I, I want to hear what you think of it, too. Bleached, burnt, heat damaged, colored hair. The entire Swiss formula intensive conditioning hair repair helps restore, replenish, refresh, and enrich problem hair past, transforming your hair to its full natural beauty. Sintile Swiss Formula Intensive Conditioning Hair Repair. Feel it working. Okay, Kate. Okay, okay, okay. What is the first thing you notice about this commercial? Okay, the first thing I notice is the accent of the voiceover. Yes. It is clearly a person of like Swiss-Germanic descent. Right. So it's like feel und working. Yes, exactly. And I was I was reminded of those commercials that you showed for Drakkar. Oh, interesting. What do you mean? Like, wasn't there one with a French accent? No, there was what am one I for thinking the of. You're thinking of a Noxima, Noxima shaving cream. There was a Swedish model. Yes, and she does the voiceover. Yes, thank you. That is what I'm thinking of. Well, Dory, the other thing that like fascinates me about this is that their tat. Like, this is now a recurring theme that we are seeing as we do these product recalls. This idea that you can feel it working. That's the tagline mm. of this ad. They end on the word. They end on feel it working yes. across the screen. Yeah, you could somehow feel this. You can't. Your hair is dead. In your hair. You feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, and I would encourage. Wild. I would encourage everyone to go to our website to watch this ad because it's a woman with very long blonde hair that in the beginning of the ad is like re- looks really dry and like messy, and then she puts the Saint Ives hair repair on her hair, and it's suddenly like silky and luxurious. Yes, and a, a white blonde woman. And a white blonde say. woman. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, they're really leaning into this whole idea of them being Swiss from their <laughs> Chatsworth headquarters. <laughs> but, you know, obviously this was something that sold, right? Like people wanted to believe in this myth of the charming Swiss village where elves are producing <laughs> jars of 
apricot scrub and hair repair lotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think there's also like this idea of like fresh mountain water and like fields of like wild flowers and all totally. these kinds of like elements totally. that they play up. Like even their logo is is like a mountain. Yes. 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 Their logo is a mountaintop. Um, and just to be clear, the two the, the the ingredients of the apricot scrub first ingredient is water and then the second ingredient is walnut shell powder and then there's like various you know glycerin al- cedarol alcohol then there's corn kernel meal um you know other chemical things um <laughs> And then fragrance is one of the ingredients. And then the second to last ingredient is apricot fruit extract. So we don't know the exact proportions, but like suffice to say, being the second to last ingredient in a face scrub is usually a good sign that there's very little of this ingredient in the actual product. Yeah. And I think also, I really thought that these were ground apricot seeds. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I think we all thought mm-hmm. was the exfoliating, like, granule, granular element in this product. But what I'm yep. hearing is that, that it was walnut shells? It was walnut shells. Um, and so, but, but by the early 90s, like, this product has taken off. In, there was, like, one quarter in 1994 where their sales were up almost 16%. Like, people are flocking to their products. Um, now, I want to play you another commercial that okay. also really leans into the Swiss aspect. Once in a Swiss kingdom, there was a maiden who suffered from such a dull complexion, she thought herself an ugly duckling. One day, she came upon St. Ives Apricot Scrub. The one with 100% natural exfoliants, magical little scrubbers that deep clean to slough off dull dead skin. She gazed upon her reflection, touched her soft smooth face and realized she was radiant. The radiance is yours. The secret is Swiss. Say knives. Wow. <laughs> they got a Bjork lookalike to... Star in one of the weirdest commercials I've ever seen. I mean, look, as discussed, they did not spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising. And I think we see that here. <laughs> Holy shit. You all need to go watch this commercial. It is um, it's truly just odd. And they, they throw in like, in, uh, they never say that it's apricot seeds. Number one. They no, just I, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Natural yeah. exfoliants. And then they refer to them as scrubby little things. Scrubby little things. Like, that's not a thing. That's not. No. What is that? No, that's so not a no thing. So no one's actually really being upfront about, in terms of the marketing, about what's Correct. in the product. Like, if you yes. turn it over and look at it. Yes. I also want to say, like, this marks the transformation from Big Tub. Like, when we were teens, yes, totally. it came like a tub with a screw top that you would like dip your wet hand in and then water from the shower would get into the tub yes. to squeezy bottle, which is a little bit more like a tube makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I also want to mention that they're, they, they are doing some advertising and it is mostly in, um, 
some women's magazines and some teen magazines. So there's a 2002 ad in L girl RIP um, for the apricot scrub. And then their new apricot cleanser, which is a foaming cleanser. And the, mm-hmm. like the headline on the ad is the perfect compliment compliment with an E Um, And it says, longtime friend pairs up with radiant new companion. New St. Ives foaming apricot cleanser is the perfect daily complement to St. Ives apricot scrub. It's soap-free formula, won't clog pores or strip skin of its natural moisture. It's It's gentle enough to use every day for noticeably soft, radiant, healthy looking skin. So what I think was happening here is that people weren't using people like most people, I think were not using the apricot scrub every day. I mean, speak for yourself. (laughs) And they decided, well, let's Mm -hmm, develop mm -hmm. a cleanser that maybe people will use every day. The other thing that I also just want to point out is from what I can tell, these um, other products that were mentioned in the ads from the early 80s, like the newspaper ads, we don't see any sign of them like by the 90s. Um, So fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So it does seem like they're kind of constantly, what I think is happening is they're constantly trying to like recreate the runaway success of the apricot scrub and they're never quite able to do it. Mm. And in sort of like biz, some businessy stuff in 1995, the company is bought by another company called Alberto Culver Company, which is best known for, do you remember Alberto VO5, the shampoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was that company. It's also sidebar, like really interesting to look at this sort of era of drugstore brands because it was before the big consolidation. Like it was before all of these brands were bought by like Procter and Gamble and Unilever. Right. Right. So you have all these like little companies making like one or two iconic products and then like not much else. Right. And then they eventually all get bought up. Yes. And they eventually all get like hoovered up by the larger brands. So in 1985, the company is bought by Alberto Culver Company for $120 million. Um, I did some like back of the envelope math. And I think that Gary H. Worth and his family made close to $40 million on the sale. Not not bad. Yeah. Because they owned one third of all shares outstanding. And that's what. Alberto Culver bought for $15 a share. So I, I think that's around, that's around what they made. So, you know, he cashed out. Um, he also like, I saw him quoted maybe twice in newspapers. Like he was always unavailable for comment, which I like, I was like, huh, that's also just sort of interesting. Weird. He's yeah. just kind of, okay. Yeah. He's like in the back. He just flies under the radar. A he flies bit. under the radar. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So they're bought in 1995 and then through the 90s and then I think into the early 2000s, they're still kind of, you know, doing doing well with the apricot scrub. But in 2006, they launch a global rebrand, which I thought was interesting because that said to me that things had kind of plateaued a bit. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It feels a little bit like if it's if it's not broke, why fix it? But maybe they needed like things weren't doing well. 
Yeah. So they introduced a new line called Mineral Therapy, which included a body wash and a moisturizer. Um, and yeah, so this article says the makeover comes as the brand's sales have decelerated in the mass market. St. Ives' sales dropped 12% to $87.2 million across food, drug, and mass stores, excluding Walmart for the 52-week period ended August 13th, 1990, uh, sorry, 2006. Um, so yeah, so they, 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 they're trying to like, again, they're trying to like do new things. Does this mineral therapy line still exist? No. So, you know, again, I just thought this was like interesting. Like they keep sort of trying all these things that like aren't, they don't stick. They don't really stick. It's like, it's like just stick to what you're good at. Just stick but to I what you're good you at. I guess you have to expand, right? Like in the, yeah. in the world of a, a capitalist market, like, yes, yes, you can't just sell one. I mean, or can you? I don't know. The business has to grow, presumably. That was the goal. Totally. Um, and, you know, they get new packaging and like they're, they're buying like advertorials in various magazines. And oh my God, that word is such a trigger word for me. <laughs> advertorial. Oh goodness! Anybody who worked in uh, digital media and the oh yeah and the arts oh had yeah to write some advertorials um and then like even into the arts and like early teens it's still it's still mentioned a lot like in women's magazines um in 2012 Janice Min recommends it in her book which has the I'm sorry cringiest like post arts title. How to Look Hot in a Minivan, A Real Woman's Guide to Losing Weight, Looking Great, and Dressing <gasps> Chic in the Age of the Celebrity Mom. Oh, my God. Janice, what? Like, big yikes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so in, like, the December 2016 issue of Allure, there's this big interview with Gigi Hadid, and she says that she uses it and that it's been around because it's the best. And so, you know, you have all these people kind of, like, just bringing it up all the time. And I think that that was how it kind of stayed relevant. Um, It it wins all of these Allure Reader's Choice Awards for best facial scrub from a drugstore. Like, it's clearly still, like, people clearly still feel very kind of warm towards this product. All right. So, wait, we need to take a break, right? We do. because, Because then things start to change. Oh boy, the tables are going to turn in the tables Alps. Tables are turning. All right, we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. Gigi Hadid scrubbing her face with Gigi walnuts. Gigi Hadid is scrubbing her face. So the same month that that interview runs in Allure, which you know was probably reported six months earlier at least, um, there is a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit is filed by two women who allege that the apricot scrub is damaging to their skin because of the crushed walnut shells. Now, the crushed walnut shells have been in there since the beginning. They've been in there since the beginning. They quote a few articles. Like there was like a New York Magazine article where a dermatologist is quoted as saying that the the scrub um, causes micro tears and... And the blog post from an esthetician who says that the tiny tears in the skin caused by walnut shell powder allow bacteria to enter. Um, And the lawsuit gets a ton of publicity. Like people who had not thought about St. Ives apricot scrub for years are like writing about this because it was this, you know, kind of iconic product. And now there's this sort of like bizarre lawsuit. Um, One of the big points that the two women who bring this lawsuit are making is that it's they say it's completely worthless it's unfit to be sold or used and they allege that the company knows this about their own product um and that uh it's false advertising so they seek an injunction preventing the company for continuing this alleged false advertising. Um, they they also say that the company advertises it as non-comedogenic, but it does clog pores. Um, okay, okay. They say they never would have bought it if if they'd known that it causes skin damage, um, and they want it to become a class action lawsuit. Oh, and by this point. St. Ives is owned by Unilever. Okay. So they're owned by one of the biggest, you know, personal care brands in the world at this point. Um, and again, like a ton, this gets like a ton of press. The lawsuit gets kind of like quietly dismissed in January, 2019. Like the judge mm. is basically like, there's no there there. You don't get to have a class action. Oh, wow. Um, okay. The, you might like says defendant may seek to recover its costs. Like they might, I don't know if they ended up having to pay or, you know, or what happened, but um, yeah, they're like, no, Mm -mm." (laughs) they say, um, yeah, they just say that they find uh, in favor of the defendant. So good for St. Ives. So good for St. Ives. No one really notes this. (laughs) Right, like, so the damage is done the on the damage reputation. Is, the damage is done. And also the way it is presented in the media at the time is like, there's a big class action lawsuit against St. Ives. But that actually was not true. It had not 
it had not been granted class action status. And like anyone can like file for class action status, right? Just filing one of these like lawsuits to get class action status does not mean you are going to get class action status. But this lawsuit is nothing compared to the bomb that is about to drop. <gasps> What, the there's spring, something else in the spring of 2020. What? Yeah. Have you heard of Hiram? I don't, I don't think so. He's a Gen Z skincare influencer. He goes by Skincare by Hiram. And he's on YouTube and TikTok mostly. Okay. I've just found him. Okay. And he's extremely popular. He is like the Gen Z skincare guru. And he has Does he various- have like a degree? Is he a dermatologist, no. or is he's no, just he's, a? In I think he I think now he's twenty six or twenty seven. At the time he made the videos that I'm about to talk about, I think he was twenty four. Um, and he has very strong opinions. And one of the opinions that he has is that scrubs are really bad for your skin. And in particular, St. Ives apricot scrub is really bad for your skin. So you can see where this is going. Now, I'm going to play a video. You know how in all my videos, I try to find the good in a product and highlight it in addition to the bad? There's no good to talk about for this product. Nada, absolutely zero, zip zilch. This product is a perfect embodiment and representation of everything that I dislike about skincare. And you may be watching thinking, oh, but Hiram, this product transformed my skin. How could you ever think it's bad? I will explain. First, I don't deny the transformative effects that you've seen in your skin or other people have seen in their skin with their product. Those experiences are valid, but I want to voice my concerns and why I don't think this product is beneficial to your skin in any way, shape, or form. So obviously this is a scrub, and the primary ingredient they use for that scrub ability is walnut shell powder. Now walnut shell powder is typically used in scrubs because it's able to be ground pretty fine, but it doesn't break down with water like sugar does, or a powder exfoliant, which means you can really get some intense scrubbing going on. First off, why do people use this scrub? Well, this scrub is most popular for people who do have, you know, a lot of dead skin cells on their face, breakouts, acne, because when you use it, it's able to remove those dead skin cells from your face, but it also just makes your skin feel really smooth and give it almost like the illusion that it's clearing up. It's a form of exfoliation that I call physical exfoliation. Let me explain why I don't like scrubs, because when I first got into skincare, I loved scrubs. Scrubs feel great because they give a dramatic instant gratification effect to our skin. Right after you use a scrub and you drag your fingers across your face, you're like, oh, it's so smooth. It feels really nice, but here's the thing when it comes to skincare. Skincare products that give you a dramatic, instantaneous effect that makes your skin feel or look different really quickly, typically those products are not good for your skin or should be used very rarely. A good skincare routine is one that is gentle and helps the skin take care of itself every single day. And products like scrubs that give this instantaneous gratifying effect do not fall in line with that. Now, the reason why I hate, 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 Walnut shell powder is that, like I said before, it doesn't break down with water. And here's the issue. When you use a physical exfoliant or a scrub, yes, you are removing the dead skin cells from your face, but you're not able to tell when you have properly removed the dead skin cells and when you are going too deep into your skin and affecting those healthy live skin cells on your face. And the way that walnut shell powder is ground up, they are not even in size. They are typically tiny shards. And when you're dragging shards across the surface of your skin, because they are not even in size and pointy in certain areas, 
those dragging motions can almost impale the skin and can cause inflammation, redness, and sensitivity and contribute to long-term damage. Because here's the thing, when your skin is inflamed, when it's sensitive, when it's really struggling, it's inevitably affecting the health of the skin. And if the skin is not able to be healthy over long-term, that shows an increase in aging, more sensitivities, more redness, and just a bunch of other problems that you don't want to deal with. Okay, so I want to just tell you my immediate reaction to this video. Okay, hit me. I think Hiram is convincing and making some really good points. And I watched this and I was immediately like, wow, yeah, Hiram's right. The walnut powder doesn't break down like sugar, like Hiram says, and I should stop using this product. That was my, like, they're making a very convincing argument I did chuckle when Hiram was like, this is what I call a physical exfoliant. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) You did not make that up, Hiram. Yeah, everyone, we've been saying this for 500 years. (laughs) Before you were born, I knew that term, Hiram. But but other than that, Hiram is, it's it's not like a flip video. No, 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 no. He really comes from a place of authority. Yeah. 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 So this video and a similar TikTok um, that, I mean, what the hell? Let's play this one also. Here are three reasons why I don't like St. Ives at all and why face scrubs in general are just trash. One, scrubs are too harsh for the face and can cause inflammation, sensitivity, and redness, and you can risk over-exfoliating your skin. Two, St. Ives also formulates with a lot of fragrance, which can be sensitizing and irritating to the face. And three, the good ingredients that they formulate with are formulated so low on the ingredient list that they basically don't do anything for your skin. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, um, so Hiram Hiram makes a, the same point in a more succinct manner. Yes, totally. Um, and these videos are hugely popular. So the video, the TikTok that we just played has about four and a half million views. Lord, okay. Um, the Truth About St. Ives has, which is an 18 minute long video, by the way, has 1.4 million views. Um, and 11,000 comments and the comments are like, the first comment is who else has completely reinvented their skincare routine since watching Hiram and like just people, and then people talking about the apricot scrub, how they used to use it. They're not using it anymore. Um, an article comes out in the New York times in September of 2020. So like a few months after these videos first run. And the headline is the content creator who can make or break a skincare brand. And they talk to um, a 16 year old girl who says she used the scrub in middle school, but since she discovered Hiram, she stopped. And she says the moment Hiram came out and was so adamant about how terrible they are, he just annihilated this brand. And then there start to be all these like ancillary videos on TikTok it kind of like becomes a meme, like how much Hiram hates scrubs and St. Ives in particular. So people start posting TikToks where they show shelves at drugstores and like Target and the St. Ives shelf is completely full. Oh my goodness. And like the CeraVe, he loves CeraVe. So like the CeraVe shelf is empty and the St. Ives shelves is completely full. There's like a ton of those TikToks. There's like, there's like another 
meme where people put all the products that Hiram hates like onto a surface and they mix them together. And like St. Ives is always one of those. Um, There's TikToks of people going through their old skincare routines, like most of which involve St. Ives and like people talking about how like they don't use them anymore. So it just becomes, it kind of like takes on a life of its own. Um, Hiram and Hiram makes video, like multiple videos about this. He makes another video in June where the video is about him telling his friend he'll love them no matter what. And then the friend, this is all in captions over music, which is why I'm not playing it because you can't really hear anything. Um, But then the friend says that they love the St. Ives apricot scrub. (laughs) And then he puts on like a, like an N95 face mask and kind of like slunks away. (laughs) And that video, that video has more than 4 million views. Oh my goodness. No wonder brands are like beholden to influencers at this point. Yeah. And at the same time, St. Ives seems caught completely flat-footed. They have a tiny TikTok presence. They have fewer than 1,200 oh. followers. Oh no. They haven't Why posted- do I feel bad for a brand? Don't let I know. me feel bad for a brand. It's not a human. They haven't posted a new video since December 2021. And the videos that they had posted were these sort of like sad kind of like pseudo influencery videos, but like they just oh. they just like weren't good. They got like very little engagement. They have about two hundred thousand followers on Instagram, but like almost no engagement. They like they they start doing these things that I'm just like, who is advising you? They launch a oh, social no. media contest in October 2021 where they're giving away $50,000 in um, money for tuition and books to a college student. Okay. But when I searched the hashtag, which was St. Ives Scholarship, I only saw 39 posts. And one of them is the post from the brand announcing the winner. So, you know, it's possible that everyone who entered deleted their posts, but it's also possible that only like 30 people entered this like big expensive contest that they paid this influencer to promote and like <laughs> did a big press release about and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, 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 <laughs> 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 yeah. So, My analysis of this is that for years, like kind of mostly relying on word of mouth and discounts and the enduring appeal of the apricot scrub, which like they didn't have to do a ton of marketing for because it was constantly getting mentioned. Like there are a gajillion mentions in women's magazines, like in the 90s and 2000s where people are like, and I also like, like you know, fancy people are, it's basically like my quote unquote guilty pleasure or my like skincare secret is the St. Ives apricot scrub. And it's, you know, you can get it for $4 and like all this stuff. So they're getting so much free publicity for decades, literally decades. And then it all like, from my perspective, my read of the situation, it has kind of all come crashing down and they either don't have the people in place to like adequately respond or they've tried to respond and they like it's just falling flat but like i think the double whammy of the lawsuit and the Hiram um posts 
has just been, it's been bad. Um, And so they haven't bounced back from this. Like there's been no kind of. So like in the New York Times article, they emailed a statement to the Times, which is always like a little sus, but they say like they didn't want to give an interview and they say our St. Ives scrubs are beloved by millions. While we appreciate Hiram's opinion, we respectfully disagree. We take pride in ensuring that our walnut shell powder exfoliant used in many of our scrubs is finely milled and polished so that each particle has a smooth surface to promote safe and effective exfoliation. And yeah, I mean, like you look on TikTok now. And most of the TikToks from, you know, Gen Z, from Gen Z people is about how like scrubs are bad. St. Ives is bad. There's, there's very few, like, I'm not going to gatekeep this for you anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, there's no one like letting you in on the secret that is St. Ives anymore. Cause it has been, the brand has been tarnished. I think they need, like, they need someone to come in and completely reinvent this brand in my opinion i would love to know what their sales if their sales have actually changed like i i would love to know if the financial impact of an influencer saying something like this and kind of changing people's minds if it actually does make a dent in sales i know there's evidence that that it, that does happen all the time um but I'd be really curious, like, just to see what their numbers It's really are. hard, especially now that they are owned by Unilever. Yeah, it's so hard um, to find the Because stuff. even before all this happened, they wouldn't break out sales figures for the in, that individual brand. Like, mm. I don't... I think they just don't break out the individual brands, like, within the company. So, yeah, it's really hard to tell. I mean, it is hard for me to believe that it has not had an impact. But again, I don't know that it's just like my analysis of the situation. But if I were St. Ives, I would be like shitting a brick right now. <laughs> like doing, I think I would try to be doing a lot more to like stop this. Yeah. I mean, they should be like working with Hiram. Well, I think I mean, this, Hiram I, has their own skincare line. Yeah, like, I don't think I don't think they can work with Hiram at this point. Like, I think that sh- like that horse has left the barn. Right, right. Um, I love I love a horse. Uh, you love a horse metaphor. <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Oh, I'm trying God, to think of no, other no. horse metaphors. Um. So anyway, so Kate, that is the story of Saint Ives. Now, did you purchase this and try it, or did you skip that? Kate, like you did not. Full yes. disclosure: I skipped that. I know you've been really good about buying all of the. Yeah, but I just recall. love to buy. I just love to buy <laughs> shit. I was just like, I'm like, I'm gonna buy this and use it once, and then like, right? It's wasteful. It's wasteful. I'm not gonna do that. Although, you know, as I recall, I do remember little travel size sizes mm. of the scrub. I guess you know, I'm and just you know wondering. what else? Oh, I used I also used to buy their body wash, which Ooh, sounds nice. Yeah, I used to buy yeah this this soothing body wash, oatmeal and shea butter. I used to buy that. Um, that sounds familiar, actually. I think I did too. They've changed the pack- familiar. Yeah, they've changed the packaging, but I used to buy this all the time. It was ch- and 
partly because it was cheap. Of course. Cheap you is know, good. Cheap is good. You know, I guess I'm just wondering how this stuff doesn't really sound that bad. I think they're like, okay, yes, fragrance can irritate some skin, but not all. And it is a physical exfoliant. Physical exfoliants have been around forever, whether it's like a cough. People use coffee grounds totally. as an exfoliant. Totally. Like, this doesn't seem like it's actually really that bad for you. Now, maybe you don't want to be like rubbing it into your skin for five minutes, but I, I, I almost feel like the criticism is a little bit overblown. Well, I think when you look at, you know, someone like Hiram, who, like you said, like, I think, I think he is great. And I think he's compelling and like, does seem to speak from a place of knowledge, wherever that knowledge was gleaned. But he's also a content creator who needs to make things that go viral. And like, clearly talking about scrubs and talking about St. Ives in particular, has gone very viral for him. And all of his followers are very familiar with the products that he hates and the products that he loves. Mm. And they love talking about the products that he hates. And clearly that, you know, that makes money for him. That gets him more followers. So like, yeah, I think that that has to be a part of it. I think it's also, you know, like when we were working in digital media, clickbait was the mm -hmm, word, right? Mm -hmm. Like you write something with an extremely salacious and attention grabbing headline. Yes. yes. Um, and then the story that actually follows is barely what has been set up in the headline. And I think that same thing obviously exists in this kind of video social media where totally. the, the intro line to your TikTok is like, this product's fucking trash of the earth. Burn <laughs> yes. it all. Yes. You know, and then it's like, well, actually, yes. there's just some like walnut seeds and they really <laughs> break down. And I think that's and and this is not a criticism of this particular content creator. Like that's like I'm a I'm a non-content creator and I would still make a video that way. Like it's just how we now all have been almost like trained to make content for the internet, whether we do it professionally or not. So it's, it's kind of, I think there's a lot of hyperbole when it comes to talking about products. But on the flip side, they've been marketed to us with lies. So it's not like yeah. the brand, the brand is doing like noble work. Right. Right. I'm spiraling. Mm. That being said, I almost, I kind of want to buy this. <laughs> like, I kind of want it. <laughs> I'm going to, like, order a, a box of it shipped to your house. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But I kind of want some St. Ives apricot scrub. I can remember the smell. I like the exfoliant. I don't know. I mean, I can, like, I can remember the texture. Totally. Oh, yeah. so grainy. So, so grainy. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for almost an hour. Well, you know, there was a lot to say. <laughs> Uh, well, Kate, this was delightful. Thank you for indulging me. You were I, so excited when, when you were like, oh, I know the product I want to do for my next product recall. I know, and, then I, grub, scrub. and then I feel like we literally got like five messages about it like the next day or something. Like it was very weird. People are onto it. They, they want to know. They want to know. Well, thank you for this journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.